0: Welcome, everybody, to Philosophy Friday, where each Friday, we will be answering five random philosophical questions in under 15 minutes. So let's begin. I didn't look at any of these, and we're going to power through them one at a time. Hopefully, each one gets about three minutes. Okay, question number one. Is happiness just chemicals flowing through your brain, or something more? So for myself, how I interpret this question is that there is a biochemical reaction within the body that occurs. Dopamine is released, really serotonin, oxytocin, epinephrine—all these chemicals that are really flowing through your brain. Now, I think the what's being asked here is that it is just chemicals that are flowing through your brain. However, the way we interpret these these feelings that these chemicals create. I think that is actually the more important question is like a great example for this. I was on a flight from Morocco to Canada for my brother's wedding. And on the flight, I was sitting next to a, an engineer from Turkey. And at this time in my life, I was pretty nervous about flying. And I think at this age, I was 23. Now, as we were on the plane, the plane started getting some turbulence. And for myself, I started to get a little bit nervous. And then at one point, we actually hit a pretty big bump. And I basically released the gasp, kind of. I was just shocked. And the gentleman next to me, he goes, wow, man, you know, I love roller coasters. I looked at him puzzled because I thought, what? What do you mean you love roller coasters? He goes, yeah, that's what it was. And in that moment, I really understood how we have a chemical reaction within our body. We have feelings. Now, when the plane had its turbulence, we've all had that feeling of a little bit of a kind of an uneasy in the stomach. But also, what I interpreted the chemical reaction in my body to be a fear and anxiety and worry, the gentleman actually perceived it to be fun, excitement, a bump, a roller coaster. And just that reframe changed that entire experience for me. So, while happiness for me are chemicals that are flowing through our brain. The part of it that's more is that we have the ability to decipher what that feeling means and what we're going to do with it. I think that's a pretty good way to end that question and move on to the next one. Okay. So question number two, can we really know everything? Well, as human beings, my say on that is that, of course, we cannot. There is, we have so much space in our brains for information to come in, to withhold, to create. If we look at the phone that we have, the smartphone that most of us carry, has our phones have the same amount of computing power that the computers that we use to take man to the moon in the 60s had, right? So think about all the computing power just our phone has. And even then, even in all these systems, all these, all these pieces of technology that we have, <coughs> excuse me, we still don't have all the answers. And if we actually act totally independently, like this is a fun, fun thought experiment. <coughs> now, if you were actually born Let's just say you were born without any other humans around. How intelligent would you be? <clears throat> what would you know? If you were born and I, as you were being raised, really just in the wilderness, how likely is it that you believe you would actually come up with the numbers from zero to 10? Just as an example. This most likely wouldn't happen because a lot of the knowledge that we actually have as humans is due to the the work we have with one another, right? So on your own, you probably don't know how to grow your own crops, but someone in a more rural area, they do. But then you may actually know tech. You may know how to design a piece of hardware that they're going to use. So this really specialization and this focus on certain areas is what actually makes us work more effectively, more efficiently. And knowing everything, I mean, this is something that i even really attempted to put a lot of effort in was, all right, Bruce, you got to know as much as you possibly can. If you look at my, where I live now, on my bedside, I have about 80 books and in the attic, I have about 260. So mid 340, those are just the books and other videos and all the research I've done and that I continuously do daily, and it doesn't even come close. It's it's funny because the more you learn, the what you realize is you actually don't you realize you just don't know that much and how much information is out there. So can we really know everything? We can't. There's as individuals, we definitely cannot. As a society, we can get very, very close. And then I think at the only point where we may know everything that's measurable is through super ai computers but even then those ai computers are subject to how we design them and if we don't know everything how can we design something that would ultimately be able to know everything question number three All right we're making some pretty good time what is the meaning of a good life <clears throat> Well, for starters, hopefully a minimal amount of coughing, but the meaning of a good life that's how I interpret it is living a life that is in alignment with your values, that challenges you to grow, and that allows you to experience all sides of the emotional spectrum and to do it in a way that you learn from others, connect with others and find purpose within your own personal life, regardless of whatever adversity may come your way. That's how I would see it, because I think so often we we try to come up with these really fancy, complex, deep answers to this question, the meaning of a good life, as well as the other question of the meaning of life. But to live in a good life would require us to really live in alignment with our values and to be living in a way that's not just positive, I think it's a lazy way to describe it, but one that gives us a sense of fulfillment. It's, it's been said that success without fulfillment, it's the ultimate failure. And that so often we get that success, and that at the end, we say, what is this? Is this really all there is? So fulfillment for me, would be the shortest way to answer that question. Number four, uh, and answering this as someone who is a follower of Christianity, number four says, is there a God? I would say yes. I, I believe that the way we describe God, regardless of whatever text you believe in and that you choose to believe, for me, I do see a lot of parallel with God and universe and energy. I think all these three, Components are really combined into one. Even the the thought processes we have, like for me, it's not necessarily a man in the sky who's watching our every move. I think that's very very outdated, relatively monotheistic, and actually mi- misses for me the crux of the really the theology, the belief behind behind God. And I saw something online the other day that was fascinating. It was saying what if water is God? And I don't fully agree with it because the universe is so massive and empty with space and God would have to be there. And that gets a little complicated pretty quick. But I think the premise of that was that water is in us, water is around us, water can create, water can destroy, water gives life. And I really think that's how we've come to look at God and at least the value that I see God has in our lives. Now, whether God is real, whether he's not, whether God exists, I think the real question to ask is the truth. Now, does the value of the truth of the belief in God does it lie in its validity or in its utility? So does it really matter that there is a God or not? Or does it matter that if God does exist, in our minds at least, the utility that that brings. It's the age-old question of, is truth more important, or is the value that, that, that truth would give in theory? Definitely something to, something to ponder, because that question is loaded, very, very deep. But in short, I will say yes. And for human understanding, I don't believe it's definitive. Now, last but not least, we have what in life is truly objective and not subjective? Okay. I love this question because it was probably when I was 20, I think it was 21. No, 23, actually. Yeah, 23. And I was doing a lot of research on philosophy, religion, just asking so many questions. And when I was actually nearing, I was basically agnostic. And then I was really nearing atheism at a certain point. And one thing that really stood out to me was just the notion of truth. And I remember I was reading, I was actually watching this play called Socrates meets Jesus. And there was a line in there that really stuck with me so much. And for me, I always believed that there was no such thing as objective truth. There's no such thing, of course not. It's relative, it's all subjective. It's all we are the ones who impose our meaning. All these things. Now, while some of that is still true, the line in the in the play that Socrates meets Jesus goes: If you believe that nothing is objectively true, then by definition you would be incorrect, meaning that there is something that is objectively true, just because of that statement that. There's no such thing as objective truth. Okay, sweet. There's no such thing, awesome. But just that statement in that, in itself is an objective truth. Now, for me, when I heard that, totally blew my mind. And that was probably the only example that I could think of that wasn't yeah, subjective and that is truly objective. But I would also say something very simple is just how we measure numbers, the numerical system, I mean, that's pretty objective, is that you can repeat 2 plus 2 equaling 4 basically every single time. But aside from that, I really don't know if anything is truly objective uh, and not subjective. It's, It's quite tough. I think the challenge there would be, is it objective, but from the vantage point of who, which then would be subjective, but of how you're measuring it? And I think that's where the, the challenge would definitely come up. Okay, hopefully all these were answered relatively thoroughly. We did in another 15 minutes. And just to repeat the questions, because I want you guys to think about them as well. On Zeus with Bruce, we want to incorporate knowledge, growth, psychology, wisdom, but also got to get some philosophy in there. Got to do it. So from one to five, question one. Is happiness just chemicals flowing through your brain or something more? Question two, can we really know everything? Question three, what is the meaning of a good life? Question four, is there a God? And last but not least, question five, what in life is truly objective and not subjective? So I wanna hear what you guys think, take your time going through these, share this with somebody who doesn't really think that deep or even somebody who does think very deep and you're just curious to think, how does this person think about stuff like that? Now, for the following weeks in advance, I will be taking some questions that we'll do for every Friday, keep them under 15 minutes and we wanna make sure that it's to the point, it's direct, I am taking these without any preparation, just to make it more off the cusp, to make it more natural, Uh, because at times I, I sense that while it's crucial to do our own research and due diligence, oftentimes we actually, we underestimate our own perspective, our own intelligence, our own wisdom, because we become so dependent on something such as Google or our peer group, or really information that's outside of our own mind to actually form our own opinions for us. And when we do that, are we actually creating our own opinions from our subjective experience? Or are we searching for something objective that someone else created in order to give us comfort in the absence of the certainty that the answers tend to give us? Bye-bye.